You're listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. People are demanding answers, and you're probably one of them. Have you ever asked yourself, who am I? Or why am I here? Ever wanted to know, was Jesus married? Do I have bad karma? Do plants or animals have souls? Are ETs real? Are we in end times? Do we really choose our parents? Is suicide forgiven? The kind of questions we're going to be covering today are about energy, the murderous ego, the history of humankind, is the human race salvageable, incarnation, we're going to be asking about paradise earth, what makes people hateful, the degree of evil that's present in the world, our murderous past, we're going to talk about Nibiru, that planet that scientists are saying are coming closer to us now. And then we're going to finish with the question about why so many celebrities died in 2016. So stay with us. My name is Ahanu and on behalf of Angel Rose and the World of Empowerment team, I'd like to invite you and welcome you to these unique sessions called Answers from the Akashic Records. We've all been watching the increasing pace of climate change, the waves of electromagnetic energy coming from the sun and the cosmos, the rumours of impending financial collapse, the new laws mandating vaccinations, growing health concerns and much more. This is why we hold answers from the Akashic Records, so that you can have the answers to all these issues and more. Angel Rose and I present the much sought after Akashic Records online group sessions. In the past, people used these sessions to ask questions about angels, archangels, ascended masters, Atlantis and Lemuria, autism, vaccinations, GMOs, chemtrails, banking, money, wealth, poverty, abundance, evolution, God, Jesus, the Bible, the Vatican, indigo children, rainbow children, life, death, reincarnation, luck, karma, prophecy and predictions, the one world order, conspiracy theories, war, crime, punishment, evil, consciousness, ascension, and much, much more. Now we invite you to ask your questions too and get answers that come from the deepest truths within all of us. Cosmic and universal answers, as opposed to those kinds of answers that we get on a superficial level through TV, newspapers and general media reporting. These are big answers to big questions about life after death, healing, religion, science, relationships, soul contracts, world economies, and countless other topics all downstep from source through the Akashic Records. Angel Rose has appeared on countless radio shows, including East Coast Radio with George Nouri, and those sessions became the basis of her books in the 10-book Honest to God series called A Time of Change, which is available from atimeofchange.info. And The Nature of Reality is available from thenatureofreality.info. So if you need answers to these big questions, look no further. You're in the right place. The field of the Akashic Records is unlimited in what it can reveal. It contains the history of all creation and all that is within it. It is a vast library in spirit which has recorded every detail of our lives down to the minutest detail. 
That means you are in it and all your loved ones. Through accessing the Akashic Records, you will find who you are and why you are here. You will understand your highest gifts, your abilities and your career. You will understand your relationships and explain all the circumstances in your life. But remember, this is a group session, not for personal consultations. There are no personal questions asked in the group sessions. Personal questions are reserved for private readings, which you can get from angelrose.com. In the group sessions, you ask bigger questions about God, the universe, healing, the world, suffering, science, religion, humanity, etc. And these sessions are filled with knowledge and enlightenment, allowing us all to grow in awareness in leaps and bounds. And to date, we've collected thousands of hours of audio, video and transcripts from these sessions. And if you want, you can purchase the past Akashic Record sessions in the archives by simply becoming a member of the World of Empowerment website at worldofempowerment.com. Members get thousands of profundities, ebooks, and meditations. We appreciate you being here and participating. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. So, Hanu, while saying the prayer, the first thing I'm seeing is the color purple and the color blue. And when you see purple, it's, it always does have to do with suffering of some type. So the feeling I have is that there's still suffering to be had in the world this year. But with this blue coming in, along with the suffering, is also more spirituality and more truth being revealed, more higher consciousness coming forward. So just initially, it looks like we're going to have a mixture of some sorrow and suffering in the world, as well as more light. So both of those are present as I'm opening the records. Okay. Our first question today, Angel Rose. Why have so many celebrities died in 2016? There sure have been a lot, hasn't there, Hannah? Well, what I'm actually hearing is some of them actually did have contracts to leave now. It was their time that they had prearranged before their birth to leave now. It looks like others belong to a particular soul group on the other side. And it feels to me that they've been called home for regrouping and for being able to provide a particular energy to the world. So some of this is a group effort and some of them had a predetermined time to leave. Okay, so when I look at the ones that have left in a group, as a group family or a group soul, it looks to me that the combination of their energies will be doing something to help uplift the planet or support the planet in its transition into a different state of consciousness. I found that interesting that some of these celebrities actually belong to the same soul group. So some of them are, like I said, have been called home. Okay. Our next question is in connection with the planet Nibiru. Now, what we want to know is, 
Is Nibiru the same planet that scientists are currently seeing and reporting? You're getting a really strong yes on that. And does Nibiru represent any danger to Earth or its inhabitants? Well, we're definitely going to see the effect of it with some Earth changes. I do feel that it does exert a certain type of a pull or pressure on the Earth and on other planets. And so it isn't only about our planet. It's, a, it's the effect that Nibiru has on other planets in the vicinity. So it does look like there's going to be some cataclysmic changes as a result of that coming close. It looks more that it's planetary having to do with the Earth itself. How dangerous is it going to be? I'm just getting the word, it will cause an upheaval. Not the same in every part of the world, but it could be pretty severe in some areas in terms of tidal waves. In particular, I keep seeing large waves. I'm seeing volcanoes, you know, some more earthquakes, although those seem to be, you know, of the three that I listed, those seem to be the least, okay, even though you're still going to get them. But I'm looking at changes in the oceans, changes in the tides, like I say, volcanic activity. So it can have a quite a drastic climatic effect on us. Okay, our next question. What is the energy that runs through people that makes them murderous. Yes, okay, we do notice that in humanity, that there seems to be, at least definitely lately, right, Ahana? A thread of negativity well, I going think through. Or has it always, always been there? always been there, but because of modern technology now, it's reported much, much, much more in our face. But I think that there has been murderous activity going on all over the planet since forever. Perhaps okay. not forever, um, but certainly in recent history. Yes. So what makes the human being murderous? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. The answer I'm getting from source is a high degree of fear makes people murderous. And what I'm hearing from source is that fear is not natural. Now, we're not talking about the kind of fear that lets you know that something is dangerous. Your instincts. We're, we're making a distinction between crazy kind of a fear and a base instinct, for example, okay? What makes people murderous is that the type of fear I'm talking about, an insane fear where it's a pervasive sense of not feeling safe, that that kind of fear makes people crazy and makes people do whatever they can to protect themselves or to look out for themselves. What Source is saying is that when you have things running through your body that are not natural, and by natural, Source means that the natural way of the true human is to be a cooperative, peaceful, and loving entity. In other words, the natural human is cooperative and harmonious. When it's not sick, or when it's not flooded with insane things. Okay, so the fear that people have being in the world, and more so probably now, 
that, you know, I'm sure they've had in other time periods too, but it seems to have been accelerated now in people. That there is this pervasive fear or sense of dread running through people. And people can get quite murderous when they start to go insane in those kinds of ways. Okay, but I think what I'm really getting from Source is it wants to make the distinction that that kind of fear that causes murderous tendencies is unnatural. Whereas instincts are natural. In other words, something that says, don't put your hand on a hot stove or don't sit downwind of a fire. You know, those sorts of things. Those are natural instincts that have to do with balanced self-preservation. They're not crazy, insane, murderous tendencies. That's where it's coming from. But source is really clear that it wasn't, it was not built into the natural human. The natural human is a cooperative, harmonious entity. This insane fear comes from when too many unnatural things come into that environment that are not natural to the human and really makes them crazy. Now, where does this murderous tendency come from? Now, you did mention fear, but how far back does that go and where does it come from? Well, I told you where it came from, Mahano. It's It comes from feeling extreme threat. Okay, and how far back does it go? I feel like when you ask me that question, I'm going back through centuries and centuries and centuries of it, you know, back into ancient times, thousands of years ago, do you know, keep going. Because this planet has been invaded in the past by races of beings that are have not been the nicest. So once, once attack started, once butchering started and raping and pillaging and you know, when you were looking at this happening to peaceful people, for example, this is when this murderous tendency gets accentuated in the human. And I do feel that there were not races on this planet in the beginning that were that way. Yes, there were races that did things to survive, but not just to murder and kill for no good reason. So it looks to me that it was when there were invasions from other ETs, races, other races that came to Earth that really raped the women that did a sort of takeover and did it brutally. That You're looking at a lot of ancient history here. Okay, so and what Source wants to say is it still didn't automatically make human beings murderous. Okay, that there were still many human beings that were peaceful and loving through all of that. They still maintain that. It looks to me that when there was extreme threat, unnatural attack, and sources, I know I'm repeating myself, but sources making it really clear that that sort of attack and people who do that, races that do that, they, they are insane and something has gone very wrong with them. Okay. Our next question. Do atrocities leave energetic imprints in the ground where they have happened? 
Yes, imprints are left everywhere, whether they're negative or positive. Whenever there's been an event that has had a strong emotional tie to it, a strong emotional effect, it's left in the grids. And sources being clear, though, that it's not just negative, it's positive as well. It's the reason why when you go to some places, you're like, you're uplifted. You feel the strong, positive energy and you feel better automatically. And yet you can go to other places. You know, Gettysburg is a good example. When people go to Gettysburg in the United States where the Civil War happened, they feel the effects of that very strongly in a traumatic way. But the common denominator here is there's an emotional component that is the thing that keeps something in the grids. And that gets carried through the blood. So in other words, let's again use Gettysburg as an example. You know that there were many soldiers killed in battle. A lot of blood was shed. And in a way, I I hate to bring this up, but I'll bring it up. It's the same with what people have said about cows when they're being slaughtered, for example, some even cry. Okay, so you're looking at an animal that is in trauma when it's being killed and its blood is being shed, and that leaves an imprint not only in the area where it's happening, but probably still in in the meat to some degree. Because the blood is the magnetic force. Okay, so when bloodshed is, it's shed in a place and there's emotional trauma connected to it, that goes into the ground. Because of the blood that's been spilled, is that what you mean? Yes, and the trauma, the trauma associated with it. In other words, the blood that's being spilled isn't being spilled from happiness. Right. It's being spilled from trauma and fear. And just to let people know too, this is actually what dark forces use in black magic rituals, why they use sacrificial blood and all of that. They want the magnetic energy from it and the power from the emotions that go on. And that's what gives them their force. Okay. Our next question. What are the implications for building on top of places of atrocities? Yeah. This would be a a thing where people would experience hauntings or ghosts in the Mm -hmm. area or just have a, maybe they would get ill. So there is an effect on buildings that are built over places where there would still be spirits lingering. You hear the same thing when they build over an ancient Indian burial site, for example, okay, or near a graveyard or on a graveyard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the effects of that is still in the soil. It's still there. And there could be many spirits that have not rested that are still lingering in the area. I personally think it's if you know that a site has had that happen to it, you would be crazy to build on it without doing some sort of release work or clearing of the area first. Now, can that release work be done after the event? In other words, a build, say a building is in existence now. Can you still do that clearing? Well, you can do a, a clearing in a building. That might work. But it's always better to do it first. And this is why. Because 
it happens a lot faster and the healing is more complete if you're respecting what's there first. And I don't mean this about over a graveyard. I just don't think you should build over a graveyard, for example. Let's make that exception. A human one or a Native American one, I just think it's disrespectful to do that. But if you're building over an area where people are not buried, but a traumatic event happened, I think it's more respectful to acknowledge that first and then do your clearing work with permission from the spirits, you know, getting the sense that they're they're okay with being released, okay? But once somebody builds a building there, you can do a lot of clearing work, but would you get all of it out? I don't know, okay? Right. Now, lately, due to the politics that have happened in the United States and various other events throughout the world, what is that thread of hatred and prejudice that's moving through people right now? And has it always been there? And is it just more in our awareness right now? Okay. What Source is saying is that this is deeply buried things that are in people's subconscious. Okay, that's coming to the fore. The events that are going on are triggering people, triggering the, triggering the subconscious. And I think that's what Source wants to say mostly is if you can... It isn't just people's personal subconscious, it's the collective subconscious. It's stuff that hasn't been healed in people themselves, in their ancestry, in history. It's basically exposing the truth that there's still a lot of garbage in the subconscious that people maybe have smoothed over nice and neatly or politically correctness, stuff like that. But now, because of the time period we're in, this is the time period of truth being exposed, of all the unhealed stuff coming out. This is why when I opened the records today, I told you there's a mixture here of suffering and sorrow, as well as more, you know, higher consciousness coming in. And the more higher consciousness comes in, the more it digs up the dirt and needs to cleanse it. I think the problem is, is that People, they are not in control of their reactive natures. And this is something that in order for us to move into a new paradigm where we're like source called the natural human, where we're naturally cooperative and naturally harmonious, we have to clean up this subconscious stuff and get out of our reactive natures. And so, you know, each person really needs to do their own cleansing work because we won't move into a peaceful world unless people can take responsibility for their own hatred, their own fear. You know, e even that sort of hatred, one against this person or that person, it's still really based on fear. They're afraid of what will happen to their safety and security. Okay, but they're reacting out of, reacting to that in a very negative forceful, hateful way. And that is not going to work. It's the typical moon card in the tarot. If anybody knows about the tarot, there's a major arcana trump card called the moon number 18. And that moon, we know the effects of the pull of the moon on, uh, on people's emotions every month. And this is when people get very emotional and very crazy because 
the water in the cell is being pulled to the surface and it exerts pressure. So if you take a look at the world now, what's happening with the climate change, with the now we've got the pull of, you know, Nibiru going on and we've got extra light coming in and it's bringing up, it's doing a moon thing to people. And the lesson in the moon is all about coming into emotional balance. It's our emotional bodies, our water bodies that are the trouble. Okay, and everyone has the job of seeking balance within themselves. So this is what's causing it. It's, it's the old subconscious stuff universally, as well as your own stuff, stuff that can be going on in your family or whatever. It's all coming up, but it's coming up for balance and cleansing. And what we're watching is people are not taking responsibility for their reactions. They're just lashing out and they're doing what we, what a naughty child does. They're acting out. Okay. And we need to get a grip. Okay. You are listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu. Let's take a quick little studio break here and gather ourselves, get a glass of water, and we'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Ahanu's book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, is his true story of the loss of his first child, his pain and struggle with grief, and the guilt that followed. It forms his entire philosophy of life, and is a superb rendering of the unfolding of spiritual awareness. The Reincarnation of Columbus is a true epic voyage from the pain and sorrow of a father's grief to a new world of empowerment, love, and forgiveness. Get your copy on Amazon.com or on Kindle for $2.99 by searching for A-H-O-N-U or visit http colon slash slash thereincarnationofcolumbus.com That's all one word, thereincarnationofcolumbus.com Okay, we're back. I am Ahanu, and with me is Angel Rose. Before the break, we were looking at the threads of hatred and prejudice that was moving through people, why it's coming up now, and those kinds of questions about the imprints in the ground from where atrocities have occurred and the murderous energy that's flowing through the planet right now. Now we want to move into another area that asks this question why would a spirit choose to incarnate into a murderous planet? It has to be one of your questions, Ahana. It got, is one of mine. It's got your name all over. It does. Well, okay. you know where I'm coming from, so that our listeners will understand, is that I have often puzzled over that question about if our spirit is pure and we are God-given creatures, why would we choose to enter into a, a place that has such unhappiness and where atrocities occur. I don't quite get that, and I'd love to know from the Akashic Records, why would somebody choose to incarnate on Earth into this kind of hatred and prejudice and destruction and atrocity and in a place where the murderous ego abounds? All right, well, it's a complex answer, actually. What Source is saying is that Many spirits that are here uh, have actually been trapped in a, in a cycle. In other words, when you die, your spirit doesn't automatically ascend 
out of this universe. It will ascend into some spirit worlds, but you have to have a particular spiritual momentum where you have to have achieved a certain level of mastery to be free of the uh, the wheel, the cyclic wheel. It's an energetic thing. In many spirits during the last cataclysm and some even before have been trapped in this cycle of earth energy that has not yet been been freed of bondage. Okay, so some of it is a, how can I explain it? It's, it's almost like it's a physics thing that goes on with spirits still subject to the laws of push and pull, for example, and thrust or non-thrust. So some are here, again, because they've been trapped here, and, and they, they keep doing that. They keep getting trapped here. They die and they're reborn, they die and they're reborn. And they wait for cycles such as this that we're in now that afford an extra amount of spiritual energy that comes from the cosmos with certain alignments that can stimulate their DNA, that can trigger higher frequencies for them so that they can leave and be free of the bondage of the wheel. Now, just connecting back to the question you asked me before that about all this subconscious stuff and in relation to the answer that I'm being shown here for you and for our listeners, if people don't take responsibility for their own negativity and choose higher reactions and higher choices and become a harmonious person, if they don't do that, they're they're only going to magnify their own bondage to this planet. That's how it works. You have to achieve higher and higher electricals and frequencies of energy within yourself as a spirit. You have to purify the negativity out in order to fly higher. Okay, so that's one reason. The other reason, Source is saying, is is there are beings who do come in as strictly a service to planets that are struggling in order to uplift humanity. And you may say, well, why would a being do that? Well, because when you're a loving being, that's what you do. You may choose to alleviate suffering or help to alleviate suffering into a planet that is filled with it. You're adding to the frequency. You're adding to the upliftment. And so some of them do it as a form of service. Wow. That's what I say to that. Wow. Now, is there a percentage of evil in the human race? Is there a number that could give us an idea or a grasp of how much evil is in the human race right now? You're talking collectively? Yeah. Let's see. I want to make sure. Just a minute. We're still at about 70% negativity. And is that changing, Angel Rose? Well, it won't change unless people change. You see, this is the point. The point is that that number could decrease at any instant that somebody comes to a place of peace and and wants peace more than they do fear of their survival. In other words, because 
you know, what really motivates people to evil things? Most people. Now, not, there are some evil people that are just totally distorted people. Okay. So we, we have to make that clear. There, there are insane people in the world. How they got there is another story, probably different for each one, but there are people that are just wired insanely. But, but we're talking about what we're witnessing today where people are reacting in such a way where they're attacking and mudslinging and blaming and accusing and they, they, they want punishment, they want retribution. That sort of consciousness is the thing that's keeping this earth heavy and keeping peace away. As long as anybody desires an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, as long as they desire that, this planet's not going to change. Right, you have to go to the higher point and get out of this polarity and your consciousness where you're not interested in harming anybody. I remember one time on these sessions, someone asked about the death penalty, and this is an example. And Source had told us that we have no right to kill another human for any reason. We have no right. Now, you know, in that context anyway, where we are being the deciders on who to punish and whose life to take. And that's not the same as if you're you're in a survival situation and somebody is killing your family. Of course, you have a right to defend yourself in those instances because your motivation isn't strictly to, to punish, okay? But in cases, you, you could certainly lock up a person for the rest of their life to keep them out of society, to keep them from harming society. But you don't have a right to take their life from them because anybody can be redeemed at any point in time and, and deserves the right for that. Mm. It's not up to us. As long as we're in that consciousness, though, where we want to punish and we want this one in jail and that one in jail, and and I'm not talking about letting criminals go scot-free. I, I don't mean that. But it's the motivation. It's the heart's desire, you see, is is guilt. And so it's a big... That's a big topic, really. But when you ask this question about the negativity, until we choose. Now, something just happened with Putin the other day, didn't it, Ahano? With all these sanctions that the United States has just now enforced against Russia, Russia did not retaliate. retaliate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that's sincere or not, or whether Putin has another agenda, I don't know. That's it's not one of our questions today. But the point is, is he chose not to kick the U.S. delegates out of Russia because he didn't want to engage in conflict. Which would have been a typical response in times past. Yes, a typical response would be to kick out all the American yeah. delegates. and yeah. yeah, so like I say, that outward expression anyway is what has to happen where one person has to stop wanting the tat for tat. Anyway, we won't go into Russia today. It's not on our list of questions, whether it's legit or not. But it's just an example of a decision somebody could make that would be peaceful motivated, not starting up a war. But I'll tell you where I find that interesting, Angel Rose, and not to dwell on it, only insofar as the trend. Because many people have looked upon 2016 as being a tough year. And it's all over the internet. You read it on Facebook and various blogs and posts and websites and comments all over the place that 
they've had a, a tough time. Indeed, one of our earlier questions was about the number of uh, celebrity deaths that have occurred. So there's been a lot of tragedy, a lot of sadness, a lot of upheaval in 2016. Okay. But there's also quite a number of people who feel some kind of a hope or a, an uplifting energy coming in the sense that 2017 promises in, in all kinds of strange ways to be a far better year. Now, that's why I, when, when you look at Putin's response, that's like a loving response as opposed to one that heretofore would have been retaliatory and maybe the threat of a third world war might arise out of it. Do you understand? I do. So I think that in some ways his response portends to a change of attitude that seems to be coming across that's very positive and uplifting. Mm-hmm. So that's that. it's worthwhile mentioning that. Right. While we're mentioning that, just for our listeners, because you did do some research on Russia being accused of interfering with our elections, and didn't you say that somebody did research and... Tell me what they found really fast so that people can know that yeah, possibly Russia is not as guilty as they're made out to yeah, be. Yeah, I think there's a lot of propaganda going on. And it's also why in a lot of our workshops and in our trainings, we teach people how to be discerning because th- there's so much propaganda going on. It's very hard to discern what's truth and what's lies. So I took the opportunity to investigate really and do a little bit of research And it's quite complex and it's to do with computerization and technology and so on. So I won't go into it in detail now. But suffice it to say that various hackers took the opportunity to investigate the code that supposedly Russia used to affect affect the elections. Yes. And what these hackers found was that this is old code that's like, you know, so many years old that it's almost in it's if it's, it's effective in some places but it's old old stuff old technology old technology that is easily squashed and easily controlled and easily defended against now with modern technology so what they've used really is an old piece of uh, what do you call it malware mm-hmm. that originated in the ukraine some okay. years ago that they've said was the cause was originated in Russia and was the cause of this political uh, interference and hacks and so on. But these guys found that that is not the case at all, that this is this code is available all over the world. Anybody can download it. They even actually give the password to use it on their website. So really, which website did you look up to find that info? Do you remember? If anybody wants to contact me, I can chase it down. But it was something that I... I pursued myself just out of interest because I wanted to be, as I said, discerning Mm -hmm. so as not to be persuaded by political agendas, you know, to try to be independent about this as best as possible. So it is important really not to believe everything you hear, not to believe everything you see, because with the likes of Photoshop and various other image graphics, video technology that's there now, you can present, I mean, just look at Hollywood, you can present Mm -hmm. anything. Okay that is easy to believe. And so we must really, really be careful about what we choose to believe because we want to look towards 2017 and onward as being the potential, the the wonderful, the joy and the peace that you speak about 
so beautifully, Angel Rose, and not fall back and not fall prey to those feelings of uh, fear of death and loss of life and dread and all of that kind of negativity. Yeah, and, and certainly the American people already have a programming about Russia, don't they? Absolutely. I know that when I was younger, that's, yeah. you know, that's was the program. Russia was but the bad know, guy. And, and I'd, maybe let me just check on Putin just for a moment, should I? And, and then we'll continue. Sure. But just to, to round off the conversation there, where that's coming from, again, is the propaganda that there was another force out there that was dangerous to us. Right. You know, and this is why you had all this communist stuff in the 50s and 60s and 70s and all that. And also the same thing is still going on. Like, for example, in the Bush era, when they talked about weapons of mass destruction in Iran and Iraq and all places, mm-hmm. which absolutely did not exist. Right. So, but in the minds of the people who believed the propaganda, yes, it did exist mm-hmm. and was a real threat. So we, we must be very careful about well, and, in, and I think enlivening po- that. That's true. And I, I think the point of the answers we're getting today from source is that this is all our subconscious fears yes. about our survival and our safety. And that's what gets us. Yes. Okay. And the, the thing is, we can also give that another name and call it our unconscious death urge, which is another conversation. But collectively, we all have to be looking at our fear of survival and death in order for us to come to peace. I mean, we have to get over it at some point, yes. okay, and come to peace around those issues. So perhaps that's another whole conversation. But let me just check Putin sure. for a second, yes, and then please. we'll continue, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. and, yeah. and the question is, is Putin honorable in what he's, his reaction to the sanctions against him? In his reaction, which was a peaceful reaction. Okay, hang on. Okay, so what I'm hearing about Putin is that Putin is not interested in starting wars. That's not what he's interested in. He doesn't want a war. What he wants, though, is good business. And I think if he if he does like Trump, part of the reason is he likes good business. And he's looking at it as a business opportunity. He seems to care about the thriving of his country, the thriving of their assets, the thriving of their economy, and he doesn't want a war. That's real clear. But what he wants is good business or business negotiations that will prove profitable. Okay, so that's what I'm getting. I'm getting a strong man who, who really does care about the wealth of his country and the the welfare of how it works in its economy. That's what I'm getting. Okay, well, that's useful. That's interesting to know. Okay, you are listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu. We are going to take a quick little studio break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening now to Anne Gale Rose and Ahanu. Okay, our next question, Anne Rose, is what we've just been talking about earlier, and I'm specifically referring to the negativity and the atrocities and the, that negative ego and the murderous energy that we've been speaking about, is that the same throughout our universe or is it only on this earth? 
No, it's in other places as well, because I, I mentioned the Earth being invaded from a different species, from a different star system. So we have, we have varying levels of life forms in this universe. Some are highly evolved and aren't interested in attack or war and have very cooperative societies, and others are barbaric. I mean, it's just the way it is. Okay, so you have a mixed bag going on. But it's just that what Source wants to say about Earth, though, is see that is that, and this is important to know, Earth was not originally a negative planet. Okay, it's only been through what's happened here that it has become so. This is why it, this is why it can be transformed. Because the natural guts of a normal human is love. The natural coding inside the normal human is a loving being. And it's just that it's, we've been so threatened and programmed by things that are unnatural that we've kind of run with it now. You know, and we're scurrying around like scared children to to try to do what we can to keep ourselves safe. Not understanding that the real choices have to be, they have to come from a higher motivation of for living. You know, your motivation for living shouldn't be just, how am I going to beat the other guy out and how am I going to survive? It should be more, how can we cooperate? And how we How can we make sure... All our needs are met. This is not a population problem. I have to put this in there. It's it's a distribution of goods problem. And the fact that we don't share enough. And we don't help enough. And you know, even going back to some of our other recordings where Source has been clear that this is the time that we have to choose cooperation and helpfulness with people. That's how we're going to survive. And the more willing we are to, to be giving that way, the more we're going to move our frequency forward. Okay, our next question. How is it possible to have a paradise earth in the same space field as a murderous one? Well, because it's different frequencies. The best example is to use radio waves. We can we can know that there are many radio waves floating around the environment right now, invisible to us, just like electricity. And that if you tune into one radio frequency, you'll hear one broadcast. If you tune into a different one, you'll hear another one. Okay, because they're they're operating at different frequency bands. So dimensions are are the same they're different frequency bands they can all be existing right here right now but they'll be invisible to us unless we're tuned into that particular frequency it's the other reason that when you do start to purify yourself and your frequency raises because you're interested only in higher consciousness in higher things what you start to see out there changes Okay. Does that explain it well enough? Absolutely. That was beautiful. Now, speaking specifically about different races of humans, 
Is the same degree of negativity present in all of those races? Or are there are there some races that are more refined, let's say, or more loving than others? How Source wants to answer that is, is that there are some races on the planet that haven't been affected quite as severely as others in terms of negativity. But that only has to do with perhaps the location of where they are, what kind of, what kind of influences they've been under. Okay, because Source wants to make sure that we understand that 90% of all humans ha- have the same core heart, let's just say, the same core heart. But there are some races that have become extremely programmed and extremely negative because of their history and what's happened and what they had to do to survive, where there are other races that are remote. They're re- in remote places on the planet, and they... They haven't been affected by the same things, and they've maintained their core purity. So we don't want to say some races genetically are born more negative. However, addressing that aspect of it, once something happens to a race, the imprint of its history can get passed genetically down through its people. For the most part, 90% in their core are good-hearted people, okay? And we do have to get to the place, even, Ahana, with that question, where we don't even want to look at different races, okay? Because that's part of the prejudice that's going on now. That's part of the, oh, well, you know, here we are again with the blacks and the whites, and, and here we are again with the Russians and the Americans and the Chinese, as long as we're, we have those imprints historically in our minds about races and cultures, we have to move past that to the core humanity. Now, speaking of the core humanity, this next question asks, why do all races, while there may have different colors and, and, and creeds and cultures and that kind of thing, but why do they all have the same basic human form? Okay. Well, what I hear Source say is because this is what works in this environment. <laughs> if you were living on a different planet, you might not look like this. You know, it, it's the forms that are here adapt to the environment. You know, so how their appendages, their senses, their eyes, they're all geared toward the frequency band that they're in. And when frequency bands change, the forms change. Okay, so we've noticed that too when we've heard stories of six-fingered children being born. Six fingers, six toes. That's a sign of of an evolution. Okay, but what does the norm do? The norm cuts those off. You know, we should just leave them be. But that's really why the forms are the way they are. Okay. And when you change in your consciousness, your cells do change in your body. And you may look the same outwardly, but what happens to those your senses, they become different. They become more awakened and more alive. And then you have higher senses that turn on. Your physical form doesn't change because you still need what you have for this environment. 
but internal changes do occur. Beautiful. Now, looking at the expanse of time and considering the murderous past that we've just been discussing, has humanity really evolved at all? That's a loaded question, Hannah. What I hear Source say is, yes, it has, actually. We have evolved. There are many people who are evolving all the time in their consciousness. And you do see evidence of that, once again, looking at the advanced children that are being born and have been coming in for some years now with their abilities and their gifts and their memories. You do see a change in intelligence and a change in physical abilities, change in higher gifts. So, yes, yes, uh, we are evolving. Okay. Absolutely. And our final question today, Anger Rose, is about our awareness of love. And where does that come from? The fact that we're aware of love, you mean? Yeah. You mentioned... That we have an awareness of love? Well, you mentioned about the core coding of humanity yes. is love. Uh-huh. So where does that come from? You asked me that question. I'm, I'm traveling back in time. So I'm going back, 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 back. That's why I'm not answering you right away. So just a minute. See, the easy answer to that question, Nahano, is it comes from the origin of life itself. And I'm trying to get back far enough to see what does that look like. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. I can't see past that, Ahano. I know. I find that interesting because do you yeah, remember Angus? I think because it's so big. It, yes. it feels to me that it's so big that my brain can't necessarily grasp it. But the, the answer is it comes from the origin of life. And I'm getting things that it's in the original design. But who or what created that original design is where I'm stuck. Because I keep traveling back and back and back and it's almost like you know, I can see energies coming together. I can see life popping up in places where it shouldn't be. You know, I can see the effects of it, mm-hmm. but I can't really see the origin. Do you remember At least one not time, now. Angel Rose, we were on a road trip, and the question was about the origin of creation. Mm-hmm. And remember, you were going back and back and back and back. And as long as that road trip was, it was still impossible to get back through those eons of time Right. To see. And also, of course, that raises the other thing about our brain wiring and the capacity of our brains to be able mm-hmm. to comprehend mm-hmm. that type of infinity. Yes. So that's, that's certainly understandable. Okay. Now that does bring us to the end of our session today. I'm going to read a little summary of what we've covered, which we call the profundities. So we started off speaking about the color purple when Angel Rose entered the records first. And she said... Purple can imply sorrow and suffering, but also more light and an increase in consciousness. That's the blue that was with it. Oh, the blue and purple, was it? Yeah. Okay, blue and purple. Many celebrities had prearranged contracts to leave in 2016 in advance of an uplifting of Earth's transition into a different state of consciousness. Nibiru is the same planet that scientists are seeing and warning us about lately. Nibiru exerts a polar pressure on all planets. Nibiru portends cataclysmic changes for Earth 
in the form of earthquakes, tidal waves, volcanoes and other earth changes. A high degree of fear makes humanity murderous. There is a difference between insane fear and the instinct of survival. When not sick, the natural way of the human is cooperative and harmonious. Insanity breeds the murderous tendency in humans. Instincts are natural, but murderous tendencies are not. Fear comes from the threat of death. Once attacks began, the murderous tendency became accentuated in the human. Atrocities leave behind negative energetic imprints in the grids of the earth, but positive events also leave a positive imprint in the energy field. Atrocities are used by dark forces to use the power of the magnetics in our blood. Blood is the magnetic force of the human body. Illnesses and hauntings can result from living in buildings over which atrocities have happened. Current political and world events are triggering unhealed issues in humanity. We are in a time period and exposure of lies and deceit, which is a huge opportunity to get out of our reactive nature and move into a peaceful world. Negative reactions are always motivated by fear. The lesson of the moon is for us to come into emotional balance. Many spirits on earth have been trapped and become subject to the energies of reincarnation. Spirits don't automatically ascend on death. A level of mastery must be achieved before ascension can take place. This time period can trigger DNA to release from the bondage of the energy of the ego. There are beings who incarnate as a loving service to humanity. We are currently at 70% negativity on planet Earth, but it will change when people want peace more than the fear of their own survival. As long as we desire an eye for an eye, the consciousness of humanity will not change. Currently, the heart's desire is for guilt. President Putin is not interested in war, but he is interested in good business. President Putin cares about a thriving Russia, not a nuclear war. The murderous ego is not only on earth, but it is evident throughout our universe. The natural coding of all humanity is love. Earth does not have a population problem, but a problem of the distribution of goods. Like a radio tuner, different frequencies allow for different realities coexisting on Earth. Some races on Earth have not been affected by negativity as much as others. Once something happens to a race of beings, 
it can be passed down through its DNA as a historical imprint. The human form as we know it is the best adaptation for survival in the frequency band of Earth. When consciousness changes, the biology of humanity changes. And finally, love comes from the original design of creation. And that brings us to the end of our session. So thank you for being with us today. Do tune in and subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio and on World of Empowerment. And also be sure to get hold of our little books in the 100 book series on Amazon called Answers from the Akashic Records. Until next time, thank you and bye-bye. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a World of Empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com.